This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Salaam alaikum. Alaikum Hey man, I got one of those epic questions. Sure. So good. So good. Sometimes people send me like a four-liner and it's just like, wow. Lady says, I have a really guilty conscience because we have a maid in the house ah. and the Prophet ﷺ, you know, Fatima anha came to him um, and she said, we need help around the house and he said, just go do tasbih. Mm. He says, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. So how can we have a maid and the Prophet's own daughter did not have a maid uh, Right Somebody dropped that on her And she's like Yeah that's true Let me guess It was her in-laws uh, I don't know who <laughs> But you know what makes that epic Is how incredibly misunderstood Something can be yeah. Like that hadith Is about them Literally starving mm-hmm. And her hands completely chafed They're like scales on them And he knows what she's been Working hard on And she comes to him And he's Literally, the, you see your daughter in that position. And he has nothing to give her. Mm. And he says, just say subhanAllah instead. It's not like he had options. Hey, take this as a servant, take that. He had nothing. Mm. He was starving himself at the time. So he just says subhanAllah 33 times. Alhamdulillah 33 times. Allahu Akbar 33 times. He gave her from what he had. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And then you turn it into, you shouldn't have, by the way. You should live a miserable life. You should actually, every time you're enjoying something of this world, you should scale back and not enjoy it because the enjoyment is for the akhirah and a tough life is for dunya. Right? Mm. Why is our Prophet ﷺ interested in nice horses or beautiful clothes or cologne or... Oh, he was. He was, yeah. He he liked different perfumes. He actually even enjoyed foreign clothing. It was sent to him as a gift and he enjoyed it. He even wore it one time. Yeah. Oh, Something close to what Shalarkamis was given to him one time. I saw this and he put it on. Nice. That was pretty awesome. You know? So, but why does he enjoy these things? And by the way, the turban, for example, that he wore every once in a while, according to Dr. Akram, he says he wore it once in a while. He called it the crown of the Arabs. Uh, a crown is a sign of royalty, dressing up. Yeah. It's fancy. It's fancy. So why does he like doing these things? And then the question arises, why does the Quran talk about the beauty of flowers and mountains and trees and why does he talk about the things you can enjoy in this world and why does he say you know he put in this world things for you that you can use to live well Mm. why why would he say all of this if the world is a curse like the Christian theology is that life is this life is a curse this life is condemnation for what Adam did human beings are in this original sin and they are going to pay the price of that sin etc until they finally meet God and everything is going to be great Right? But the Quran, Islam, they're not telling you that you can't live well. Yeah, there were companions of the Prophet ﷺ who lived really, really well. And not to mention them, there are people who documented the law of Islam, the fuqaha of this religion, people like Abu Hanifa rahimahullah and others. They lived exquisite lives. They lived well. They were wealthy people. Like condemning living a good life. See, the, Islam wonderfully, it did not prohibit people from living a good life. It prohibited extravagance, mm. going overboard. But then the question is, going overboard for a guy who 
makes $50,000 a year is different from going overboard for a guy who makes 30,000 a year. Yeah. And that's different from going overboard for a guy who makes a million a year, right? They're different standards, aren't they? Like when this guy at 30k is looking at a car, he's looking at a different search. Yeah. When the guy at 50k is looking at a car, he's looking at a different search. The guy with a million bucks a year is looking at a different search, right? Yeah. So how do you define extravagance? Extravagance is actually uh, uh, something that is a personal judgment call. Hmm. It's not a standard in society. This is extravagance and this is not. It's actually a personal judgment call. Here's another. There is one little caveat though that we have to understand about extravagance. If people around you in your immediate circle, because you know everybody's in a social setting, yeah, and people that are similar in their financial situation tend to live closer to each other. Yeah, that's just naturally the case in the world. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't have people that live in hut, 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 mansion, hut, hut, hut. That doesn't work. That's not how the world works. Right? So people end up in similar economic circumstances. Right? So people that have an, live in an apartment complex, it's a nice apartment complex. You could imagine that the average income is close to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they can afford that kind of housing. And some other neighborhood is different. And some other more expensive neighborhood is different. Extravagance can also be about what you do in, especially when it comes to lower income communities or you have people that are living tough lives and you go out of your way to display your wealth mm. to those people to make them feel like they have nothing you see what I'm saying yeah. that's what Allah talks about Qarun he came out and he came decked out you know with his ride and his posse and he's going through the ghettos of the Israelites oh. where they live as slaves and people are looking like, oh, I wish we had what he had. You know? That's extravagance. Mm. That's extravagance. But there are other aspects of, you know, there are scholars who lived in literally mansions. They had servants. Yeah. Everything. But you know what? That doesn't mean that they have material in their heart. They have material in their hands. Mm-hmm. And they use it. And they use it to do a lot of good too. You know? Then the other beautiful thing in the Quran about this subject. I love it. It's so so well said. I think you, Allah... Allah says it and nobody can say it better. Don't wish for the kinds of preferences Allah gave some people over others. Mm. Allah gave me certain talents. He also gave me certain weaknesses. Yeah. Those are mine. I have to make the most of them. Allah gave somebody else a different equation, a different balance, a different you know, uh, set of recipes. And they're made up of that. That's their package. Mm. Somebody else has a different package. And every one of you has to make the most of the package that they were given. Right? The circumstances are part of your package. What family were you born into? What country were you born into? What economic situation? What political situation? Some people are born in a war zone. That's the package Allah gave them. And they have to make the most of what that is. Some people are born in complete luxury. That's the package they've been given. You know? And they have to make the most of you know, each of them. That's what has to be done. So... That's the nature of this life. Allah did not make a monotonous, like everybody should have a perfect life. And by the way, if you don't talk about religion for a second, you leave religion out of it. You say everybody should have the same exact opportunities. They should have the same exact access to clothes and food. And they should have the same access to education. Wow, that sounds a lot like communism. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Some people sometimes like they frame these kinds of things. Without even realizing what is the logical conclusion to what you're asking about. It's been tried already, people. And like if someone has a lot and they're just hoarding their wealth and living this simple lifestyle, that's being miserly. That's the opposite on the other side. That's also a problem. 
That's also, he gathers money and counts it. That's all he does. He's got bags and bags of money. He never spends a penny of it. So the Quran is not saying you can't make money. And the Quran is not saying everybody has to be equal. But the Quran is talking about a kind of an even distribution. Right? The wealthy should be more generous in their spending. Allah will ask them more about how they spent, how, how generous they were. But at the same time, they're not cursed for eating nice food or dressing nice clothes or etc. etc. They're not, that's not something that they're answerable for unless they earned it from impermissible means. Yeah. Or unless they took somebody else's right and earned that money. So now, here's that last part. I mean, let's talk about the reality of our world. People like to talk in ideals. We have to ground everything back to reality. Mm-hmm. In reality, there are people who become very wealthy by doing corrupt business practices. Yeah. That's the reality. In reality, there have been government officials that have bled people dry to get to the wealth that they have. In reality, there are people that own large amounts of land in some countries and they've actually taken the land from poor people. They've done that. It's a reality, right? And if these people are now looking for some religious justification, Allah says that you can live a good life. Well, you can live a good life, but you're going to pay for what you did to people. You know? Even the smallest amount of cheating in the Qur'an... وَيْلُ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ right? yeah. The worst ter- terrible destruction is for people who skim off the top. مُطَفِّفِينَ The people who skim off the top. Just a little. Just a little. They're not robbing people blind. They're robbing them enough so they won't notice. You know, the... What do, what do you call those on phone bills? Miscellaneous expenses? Yeah. Or miscellaneous fees? <laughs> wow. That. Allah says, I'm going to come after those people. Right? SubhanAllah. So it protects the consumer. But you know, at the individual level, yes, everybody's going to have different sets of challenges. And that's part of the beauty of this life. Yeah. Something came in my head, it's so awesome. Uh, in the Qur'an, Allah talks about how He created the same earth. The earth has dirt. Dirt is dirt wherever you go. It's the same water. Water is water wherever you go. But flowers of different color come out. Plants of different nature mm-hmm. come out. Yes? Yep. Human beings are all made of dirt. Mm-hmm. But what comes out of us and what we're capable of is entirely different. Yeah. If all the plants of the earth were the same, imagine what a boring planet this would be. How unlivable it would be. And if that's true of the world of, of plants, of life on this earth, that has the same water and the same earth, then Allah gave the same guidance and we're made of the same dirt. Just like rain comes from the sky, guidance comes from the sky. Just like the plants are resuscitated because they're made of, from dirt. We're made of dirt, we're resuscitated by revelation. But if we were all the same, there would be no beauty left on this earth. Mm. Our diversity gives this earth and our life beauty. SubhanAllah. And Allah subhanahu equalizes it where it counts, right? Yeah. So in sadaqah, you get rewarded based on what you've got. That's exactly right. So one can't say he has more so he can do more. No, you, you'll be, I mean, that's the other thing of rel- relativity. The theory of Islamic relativity. I'll tell you the theory of Islamic relativity. I've got 10 bucks. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. You've got 10 million bucks. Okay. We wanted to donate. So I donated a dollar. Okay. And you donated a thousand. Or no, you didn't donate a hundred dollars. Technically, you donated a hundred times more than I did. Yeah. But to Allah, it counts a lot less. Wow. Because I gave 10% of my wealth. You gave a minutia percentage of your wealth. So the sacrifice you made is actually much smaller than the sacrifice I made. Now the the thank you check that the, or the thank you note that the 
for non-profit will send you is going to be bigger than they might not even send me anything because I just gave a dollar. But to Allah, that dollar, that quarter, that penny is worth far more than even sometimes $50,000 or $100,000 or a million dollars for a billionaire who gave a million dollars. And that's worth less. Because Allah is interested in quality. Right? So we, when we compare people, we're comparing quantity. And Allah wants to see who will rise at the level of quality regardless of the quantity they have in this life. That's not what we're being tested on. We're being tested on our quality. You know, yeah. That's where the test lies. So everyone has the opportunity. Exactly. The, the thing that is being tested, this guy inside, the billionaire has it, and the yeah. bankrupt one has it, and the homeless guy has it too. Yeah. That's what's being tested. Oh, SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Beautiful religion, man. I'll see you next time, inshallah. Barakallahu alaykum. Assalamu alaykum.